With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Comic Roundup here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. I am your host, The Maverick, and I do thank you for tuning in. I know it's been an erratic couple of weeks scheduling-wise with different holidays and things going on, so I'm very happy to be back, and there's a lot to talk about this episode. We've got a whole lot of great things planned. We have uh, lots of news, information. We're going to talk about my recent journey down to the south of Florida where I got to experience Star Wars Celebration for the first time. And we've also got our friend Brad Eslow calling in to tell us about the Flemington comic book show later today. So we got a lot going on. We're not going to dilly-dally around. We're going to jump right into the news. Yeah. You got some comic book news coming right out of Celebration, uh, the big Star Wars Celebration festival that was held in Florida last weekend. Uh, they had a Star Wars comics and panel. I believe it was comics and the, the books in general publishing. Uh, Captain Phasma will be getting her own four-issue miniseries this fall from Marvel Comics. It'll be a part of their journey to the Last Jedi publishing initiative. Uh, they did a very similar thing with uh, Force Awakens where they put out a series of books that lead into the movie, uh, books, comics, uh, both for older and younger readers, uh, novels, and now, of course, comics, playing a big part of that. The miniseries is going to pick up during The Force Awakens, and we get to see how Captain Phasma escaped from Starkiller Base and what happened to her immediately after. So Captain Phasma will definitely be a part of The Last Jedi, and we'll find out how she got out of the garbage can that uh, Han and Finn and Chewie dumped her in. So very cool, interesting to see what happens there. Another big uh, comic book piece of news coming out of Celebration is that they will finally be publishing all ages Star Wars comic books starting this fall, but they're not coming from Marvel Comics. IDW Publishing will be handling the all-ages Star Wars brand, 
and they're going to start off with a book this fall called Star Wars Adventures. Uh, interesting play here. It's something I've noticed, Marvel doesn't have a lot of interest, it seems, in reaching out to an all-ages market, which I think is an epic mistake and a, and a huge opportunity to build their future fan base. But cause a lot of books that should be put out through Disney, uh, Marvel, working together, and, and Star Wars even now seem to be published elsewhere. Uh, Joe's Books publishing company handles a lot of the Disney titles. IDW is, is dealing with a lot of the Mickey Mouse titles and some of the other uh, Disney titles. And now IDW is going to have the Star Wars All Ages book. And I think that's big for them. IDW does a great job of publishing all ages materials. They're My Little Pony and countless others are uh, big business for them. And they do a great job of it. But it just seems like a missed opportunity for Marvel. So we'll see what's going on there. I'm looking forward to the books, both Captain Phasma and Star Wars Adventures. And it sounds like there's going to be more all ages titles coming from IDW. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. We'll know more as uh, probably by San Diego they'll have much more information. Uh, still in Marvel Comics, both Star Lord and Nova will be ending after six issues. Uh, both of these comics were scheduled to go beyond six. However, at least in the case of Star Lord, low sales led to the early demise of these recently relaunched series. Go, go, Power Rangers will debut in July from Boom Studios. And it'll be a new series taking a look at the very early days of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers right after they received their powers. And it's a second title in the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger line. Uh, the first one has been really successful and a surprise hit for a lot of people. Uh, now they're doing a second book set in that same world, but it's going to take a look at It's going to be more personal stories on how these guys dealt with suddenly becoming superheroes. So it'll be uh, coming out in July, and we will see what's going on with that. So Power Rangers doing very well. And now they have a second spin-off series in the Power Ranger world. They've also done a couple miniseries, including Power Rangers Pink. So yeah, Boom's having a great success with the Power Rangers. Jack Kirby and Joe Simon's other patriotic superhero, the Fighting American, will be returning to comics. He's coming back through Titans Comics in a new series. Um, no other details were really announced. It was interesting that it was uh, announced through uh, a Hollywood trade publication and not through the typical comic means. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Uh, if you're not sure, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon also created Captain America. So it's no surprise that their other property is going to be uh, optioned into a comic book and potentially more down the line. DC Comics announced that they're launching several new titles as a part of their Dark Knight Metal summer event. Uh, the books will be under its own separate banner called Dark Matter. Don't have a whole lot more information on this. I, I read it as it was released. There are several books announced, including Sideways, Silencer, Immortal Men, Damage, 
and the new challengers. Now, the new challengers is going to be a, a I don't want to say reboot, but a reimagining of the challenge classic challengers of the unknown series. And Damage looks to be in the same vein as the original DC Comics hero Damage. I don't recall if they're using, I believe his name was Grant as the lead character. So, uh, interesting. Uh, They're doing a dark, I mean, some people accuse DC of being too dark most of the time anyway. Uh, Rebirth was supposed to be lightening up the, the DC universe, but now we have Dark Matter titles. So we'll see what's going on with that. And nothing really jumped out at me as being too exciting, but I guess once we start reading the Dark Knight Metal crossover, some of these things might be interesting enough to pick up. We do know that the, the metal in the Dark Knight Metal part of the crossover is now represents Nth Metal, uh, which uh, is a classic element found in DC Comics, which gives people like Hawkband their superpowers and ability to fly. So... Information's tweaking out again. As we head into the summer con season, we're going to start getting more information on this. But we're just getting bits of information now. Cloak and Dagger's trailer was unveiled during the Freeform's upfront panel this past week. The Freeform Network had a what they call an upfront, if you're not familiar with TV jargon. And basically what it was was a big preview night of all of their upcoming shows and things for the fall. So we got to see our first look at Cloak and Dagger. It was, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I think uh, to expect some heavy drama, since it is a freeform show and they like heavy drama. The effects that I did see looked good. They they gave you a little bit of a teaser, but not a whole lot as the powers and abilities of Cloak and Dagger. We do see Dagger make a couple light daggers, and we see how they uh, slowly come together. It'll be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. There was one that I noticed, a potential Easter egg maybe tie-in to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, they haven't said right away if it's going to be a part of that world, but there was a sign for Roxxon Oil, which has played a role in both the comics, uh, Marvel Comics, and in the Cinematic Universe. So we don't know if it's a tie-in as much as it is a throwback, but as again, as we get closer to the air date, we'll hopefully get more information on Cloak and Dagger. It'll be airing this fall on the Freeform Network. Another show coming to Freeform. Uh, we got character descriptions on the New Warriors. Uh, talked about it the last show. New Warriors is getting a show on Freeform. It's going to be a half-hour comedy series. Uh, Marvel's first comedy series. And it's uh, going to be about a bunch of... Uh, Potential super people living and and surviving in New York City and how they're coping with their powers. And we said that Squirrel Girl was going to be uh, probably the centerpiece of that show. Well, they announced that there are some other characters, and most of them actually are new warriors. We're going to see Night Thrasher, Speedball, Debris, and Mr. Immortal. Mr. Immortal from the Great Lakes Avengers. So they borrowed another character from there. And... uh, there's character descriptions to go along with the, the six characters that are going to make up the series. Uh, they're definitely playing up some of the more uh, sillier aspects of some of the new more warrior characters like Microbe and Debris. Uh, Speedball, of course, was the, the, team, the team joker to begin with. Um, 
Uh, Night Thrasher, they're taking an interesting look into. He's going to be a multimedia, social media obsessed superhero with his own blog and podcast and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, it got some mixed reactions. I think some people were just thrilled that some of the classic New Warriors characters were included. Others ones not so sure about the comedy aspect of the show. So, again, it's a it's a wait and see as we're getting ready now. As we're getting into the summer, everything's going to be a wait and see for the fall as they're gearing up for the big summer events, and the, especially in TV land, so to speak, the, uh, the fall premieres of some of these shows that are coming. Uh, lots of comic book stuff coming to the, uh, the airwaves, I guess we should say, this fall. So... That about wraps the news for this week. We're going to go and take our first commercial break, and when we come back, our friend Brad Estelou is going to be checking in with us and telling us all about the Flemington Comic Book Show today. So uh, hang in there for a few minutes, and we'll be right back. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. 
We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Hi, welcome back, partners, to Mavericks Comic Roundup here on the Totally Driven entertainment radio network make sure you tune in all week long to the great shows here on the totally driven entertainment network including the flagship itself totally driven radio for wrestling now with my good friend mike ferrara and the mojo sports show and so many more check out totally driven tv.com for show times and the complete current lineup of shows and of course you can keep listening to mavericks comic roundup here on the show I am glad that you've tuned in. So, this Sunday, which would be today, April 23rd, in Flemington, New Jersey, we've got another great comic book show coming for you. Uh, the gentleman running the show, our good friend Brad Estelo, was due to call in any minute. Um, he has not yet dialed in, so we'll be talking to him in a few minutes, and he'll be giving us a rundown on the show. In the meantime, I think I'll start uh, filling in on some of the stuff that I got to see while I was away, um, which was really cool. I was had the opportunity, I like to call it the opportunity of a lifetime, to travel down to Orlando for Star Wars Celebration. And it was uh, a pretty amazing experience. Uh, if you're not familiar, Star Wars Celebration is a several day long, it was four or five days long convention uh, celebrating all things Star Wars and uh, it is actually hosted by uh, Disney and Star Wars and they bring uh, they bring their A-game to the event for sure. Uh, the panel started off the first day with a surprise appearance by not just George Lucas but Harrison Ford. It was Harrison Ford's first appearance ever at a celebration. And uh, they have a series of panels, and it was to celebrate the Star Wars 40th anniversary panel. Uh, what a way to kick it off. Uh, just the shockwaves that, that went through, and it, it, he was there, and they were live streaming the event and uh, the reaction of everyone there. And, and it was really, really cool. And one of the things, like, I was not there that day. But we went Sunday uh, on a one day. And it was really, really cool because – Immediately later in the day, we started hearing reports that, that George Lucas himself was in Disney World. We were spending a couple of days in Disney World as well, and George Lucas was spotted, and pictures were taken of him. So he actually came down and uh, checked out Star Tours and rode a couple rides and then went in and made an appearance at uh, the panel and was able to talk about you know Star Wars and 40 years of A New Hope. Uh, just stuff like that uh, permeated all weekend long. There was a lot of awesome panels talking about both the creation of Star Wars and the characters as well as they went in and you know looked at the technical side of Star Wars. There was fan groups, which were 
one of the big driving forces of the convention. It was great to see that Star Wars, it wasn't just about the vendors and the presentation. It was about the fans in a very real way. And there were so many fan groups and uh, charity groups that, that got together and came to, and did the presentations and were able to do demonstrations and uh, that was really, really cool to see the love and the care of so many different kind of people and their love for Star Wars, uh, from costuming groups to dueling groups to even uh, engineering groups, uh, the R2 builders. Uh, actually, I think they're just droid builders now because they do other kinds of droids, but the R2 builders um, were really cool. They make these uh, life-size, real-scale, working, functioning replicas of the uh, – astromech droids that are throughout the Star Wars, like R2-D2 and BB-8. Um, just amazing, the craft and the, the love that went into so much of this is from the fans' input. And, uh, of course, all the big vendors were there. Lego was there, and Her Universe, and Hasbro, uh, so many. If you were in the exclusives, you could spend an entire weekend standing in line for exclusives if you were lucky enough. That was the one thing. Lines for some of these uh, products were just out of control. Uh, some people, uh, I think Funko it was, even had a lottery to uh, be able to get in their line because it was so insane uh, trying to get to some of these really limited exclusives. They had some really, really cool stuff. It was really nice to to see all that they put into it. So it was a huge event. Um, I mean, uh, if, if you're a Star Wars fan, you probably followed along online. If you've ever been to a comic convention, imagine that, but all Star Wars um, is the best way. There were so many things going on, and uh, it was really, really cool. I really, really uh, uh, was awestruck by it. I thought it was a great time, and we kind of went in with the attitude. I took the two girls, also a big Star Wars fan. My wife came along. Uh, we joked that she was uh, – begrudgingly there to carry the bags. Um, but I think she had a good time too, even though she isn't quite as fanatical about Star Wars as me and the princesses. Um, they had a lot of great stuff there. And a lot of things to do, I think. Uh, picture opportunities and uh, Lego had a giant, huge building area. Uh, the 501st gets uh, an A+. plus. If you're not familiar with the 501st, it's the Star Wars fan group uh, that's dedicated themselves to creating their own uh, movie-accurate Stormtrooper armor, and uh, they use that to visit hospitals and do uh, charity work and fundraising. Just an amazing group altogether, and I got to learn a lot about them this past week and their flip side of it, the, the Rebel Legion and the, the good guys, so to speak, and the different good guy organizations. And then, uh, of course... Uh, the Saber Guild, which is a, a performance group uh, based on the light and the dark side of the Force, and they use uh, prop lightsabers, something I was really, really excited at, and you may hear more about down the line. So um, everywhere you looked, there was something different, something unique, and something great, and there was a lot of creativity in the, the costumers themselves. We saw some amazing, amazing cosplayers who created really fun and functional. We saw a seven-foot-tall Chewbacca, uh, and the man was not seven feet, or the woman, I can't say, it was a Wookiee costume, so you couldn't really tell, you know, walking around on stilts for four days. Uh, 
credit to that person because I've seen pictures of them popping up everywhere. And then just really fun and functional. There was a, a completely glittered out stormtrooper. Uh, there was a disco dancing Mandalorian couple. Uh, just a lot of fun. The day we were there was Easter Sunday. Um, and there was a, one of the 501st uh, troopers, I believe it was a 501st trooper, was a, the Easter Bunny trooper, which uh, he got a lot of attention. People really dug that. Uh, one of my favorite groups uh, was the Muppet Troopers. Uh, they were a group of stormtroopers who were adopted Muppet personalities. Uh, and part of their costumes was Muppets and part of it was stormtroopers. Uh, they were hilarious and a lot of fun to look around at. So there was a lot to do, and it was really well-run and organized. Even though it was crowded, it wasn't overbearing. Even though there were really long lines, there was a lot to do that you didn't have to wait. Um, There was a a live stage set up in the middle of the room where they were live-streaming shows all weekend into the the Internet. They – and, and, you know, sometimes major celebrities would come out, sit on those stages and talk 10 feet in front of you. Mark Hamill was doing a show when we got there. And, uh, oh, excuse me one second. Sorry about that little glitch. But, yeah, like Mark Hamill came and did a show right there. They taped the Star Wars show, if you're familiar with the Internet no show, the Star Wars show, which is run by Lucas. They ran it there all weekend. Um and they live streamed a lot of the happenings onto the main floor. And then there were a lot of separate floors that had uh, different groups and, and organizations meeting and things you could do. Um, I'm a Star Wars fan. I've been a Star Wars fan since I first thought the movie. Uh, I, I, I often joke when I was little, I wanted to be Batman up until the day Star Wars came out. And then I wanted to be Han Solo when I grow up. And uh, so I've been a big Star Wars fan. Uh, Now I have two little girls who are, excuse me again, gosh, who are also Star Wars fans. And it's great to share with them. And and that was something that that I was able to take in and and see there was such a multi-generational aspect of Star Wars represented there. I met uh, young children in Star Wars fan groups like the Galactic Academy who were so versed and, and knew so much about Star Wars and cared so much about what they did as far as they took their fan groups so seriously. And they were really little professionals as far as talking about what they did and, and hosting panels. And it was just cool to see the kids and the the love that the kids have. And then you saw, you know, Grandpa dressed as old Han and old Luke and, you know, <laughs> General Leia. And uh, stuff like that going on, walking with their children who were young Luke or, you know, Boba Fett and Jango Fett. So it was really cool to see how engrossing Star Wars came and uh, and all the different aspects of it, whether you were into the books. They had uh, both Delray Publishing and Barnes & Nobles had booths selling books. If you were into the video games, they had opportunities to go and test the new video games. Um, stuff like that that was uh, really cool and really, really uh, just just an amazing thing. It's an amazing site, and I'm going to be uh, – next week we're going to dedicate the whole hour to uh, Star Wars as part of a galactic clubhouse. I was going to do it this week, but then I had a couple other things set up. 
Um, we're going to have a special celebration and a few other Star Wars-related things episode of Mavericks Comic Roundup. We're going to do a, a Galactic Clubhouse special, per se, um, with the girls, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, our experiences and a lot of the things more in depth. But I did want to get in and cover everything that went on with uh, Star Wars Celebration and just kind of give you my initial uh, morning overview. So uh, that's that's what it was. It was just a cool experience all around, and I'm, I'm not, obviously not doing it justice rambling on about it this early in the morning, but we're going to post pictures and share a lot of our uh, news next week on our, our full Star Wars Celebration uh, coverage of uh, the event with a special Galactic Clubhouse show. So check that out next week. So that was my initial impression. Uh, obviously, I'm still waiting for our guest to call. He may have gotten hung up this morning. I know he's actually running the show. Um, so he may have got into that and hasn't been able to. So we'll just wrap our quick tease into Star Wars. And we'll segue right into the six-shooter. Uh, and if Brad does manage to uh, to call in, then we will take a break from that and talk to him briefly <clears throat> and get the information about the show. So, it's six-shooter time! Oh my goodness, I'm going to sneeze again. Hold on one second, folks. Not technical difficulties this week, but I seem to be having a bit of an allergy uh, difficulty this week. All right. A six-shooter, if you're new to the show, six-shooter is six comics that I saw this week that came out that I think you should check out because they caught my interest, and I think I wanted to share them with you. Now, I know I wanted to share them with you. Not necessarily what I think are the best comics that I read all this week, but they're definitely comics I think that some of my readers and friends would be interested in, and, and this is no particular order. So let's get started right in with The Six Shooter. The first book this week that I picked was one of the biggest books that came out this week. I talked to a lot of people who are looking forward to this event, and that is Secret Empire Zero. Uh, prelude, uh, if you will, to Marvel's big Secret Empire crossover. Uh, we've talked about it several times on the show. The event itself, Secret Empire, uh, deals with the fact that many months back, Captain Marvel, Steve, or Captain America, Captain Marvel, wow, Captain America, Steve Rogers, uh, was brainwashed, almost reprogrammed, so to speak. He had uh, lost his powers and, and became an older version of himself uh, uh, due to an adventure, and uh, there he was restored. But when he was restored, the the the, the being that restored him changed his brain, so to speak, to make him believe that he was a Hydra agent and was a long-standing Hydra plant. And Secret Empire is his his plans come to fruition of taking over the Marvel Universe and how he secretly infiltrated for years, gained their trust, and then at a pivotal point turned on them. And Zero actually is the turning point. I thought they were going to save it for issue one, but uh, issue zero is how Captain America pulled off his plan initially. And you get to see the big reveal of him and uh, 
revealing himself to his allies that he was Hydra and that Hydra took over and how he geniusly isolated and then was able to just literally be handed the keys to the Marvel Universe because of situations he manipulated and how he isolated some of the potentially big-time dangerous heroes who would uh, oppose him and take him out. Uh, It was really an interesting plan. Um, I've said from the start I have some trepidation towards this whole thing. I'm not a fan of the Captain America Hydra storyline, but it is interesting. Uh, It will give them credit that it – and the execution has been interesting. It's something I'm not necessarily a fan of. Steve Rogers should be the one thing, you know, he's the, the symbol of light in the Marvel universe and corrupting him. While it's a great story, I don't know if it really is going to benefit them long-term uh, and benefit the Steve Rogers character long-term, but they've done a lot of wacky things with Steve Rogers over the years. Uh, he manages to come back. <laughs> Let's just hope he can come back from this. Secret Empire Zero, four ninety nine from Marvel Comics, hit stores this week. It had a ton of variant covers and uh, special edition things going along with it. Check it out at your local comic book store now. Next book in the Six Shooter is the second big book that came out this week. Two huge releases this week. And everybody I talked to was running out for one other or both. Uh, the big book this week from DC Comics, Batman number 21, the first part of the Batman Flash the Button crossover. This I can really get into. I love it when big events happen in the co- actual comic itself, and I love it when big events, they don't hijack six months of your time and add up a – a huge bill with overpriced special editions and super crossover event books. This is a good old-fashioned superhero crossover, the way they were done for a long time. Batman and The Flash are crossing over in a four-issue miniseries called The Button. And what it ties into is an event that when they relaunched the DC Comics universe away uh, probably about a year ago now with the DC Rebirth launch, Uh, Of course, Batman found the comedian's button, the comedian from The Watchmen, or what appeared to be the comedian's – they haven't come right out and said it, but they've all but come right out and said it – that it's uh, the comedian's bloody button that was an iconic symbol for the Watchmen series. He found it embedded in the Batcave, and this kicks off that storyline, and – some interesting Easter eggs going into it. It's really fast-paced and, and definitely hard-hitting as it goes into it. You see a surprise right off the bat. A um, couple things that they tease. A couple things that they tease through the course of this show, um, or I'm sorry, the episode that they were teasing was going to happen. Some of those things, and honestly, I can't even say that they've teased these. Some of these. Let me start that over because I'm babbling on and I got got ahead of myself. But they were teasing some things in all of the regular books that started, that are starting to pay off in the button. There was a character in Rebirth 1 that uh, hasn't really been seen since she showed back up in a small scene. And it looks like she's going to be playing a part in this. There was a huge return for the Flash universe. Major character came back. Uh, and then an even more surprising twist on that. 
And I think uh, just really interesting, the theming and the pacing of it, uh, the little things that were thrown in, little potential tie-ins to the Watchmen as we start to investigate this big mystery. Um, and even a throwback to the New 52 era uh, and Flashpoint that started off the whole uh, New 52 and the, the constant but it seems rebooting of the DC universe. So Batman 21 is out this week and many, many covers, including a, a lenticular cover that features the Batman and the flash on it. Um, and then of course, series of variant covers to go along with that. The main book 299 from DC comics, uh, the lenticular cover, of course, I believe is a dollar more, but they're in stores right now. Check your local comic book store if you're interested in the the hot goings-on in the DC universe. Next book on my list is a bit of a departure. It's a fun book for kids, uh, and it it came out just in time. Uh, We're talking about Disney Princesses Issue 10, and just in time for the blockbuster film. They dedicated an entire issue to Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Disney Princess Comics comes out from Joe's Books. It's a really fun book. It's done as a series of comic strips, and it's actually – a lot of the strips are done long form, so you actually have to read the comic book tilted a little differently, um, which I think is kind of cool because it gives them more room to stretch out in some of the panels and do things a little differently and creatively. Um, like I said earlier, Joe's books handles a lot of the Disney all-ages books. And Disney Princesses has been a, a fun the, – the bright, colored illustrations, very fun-looking uh, stories, funny, kid-friendly um, uh, mini-adventures uh, to take place. This one, of course, is all Beauty and the Beast. The movie is making a ton of money uh, at the box office and is getting rave reviews. And, of course, Disney's tied into it a lot with a lot of Disney Prince, uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, comics and great trades and graphic novels and things like that. And this is just a special one-shot uh, from Joe's books. And surprisingly, I saw it in newsstands before I saw it on comic book store shelves, which actually surprised me a little bit. But Because usually the direct market gets them first, but uh, it's out there. You can get Disney Princesses number 10. I've seen both at Barnes & Nobles and in your local comic book store. And it's three ninety nine from Joe's Books. So if you have a young child who's a fan of Beauty and the Beast, uh, it's a good way to get them checking out comic books and doing some reading on their own. You'd be surprised how that leads into a lot more reading. Next book on the list. I love these books. It's another True Believers books from Marvel, and this time it's X-Men Blue number one. True Believers is a great line of comics from Marvel. Uh, what it is is cheap reprinted books that talk that usually deal with uh, classic issues of uh, Marvel comics from days gone by, usually. Um, what's awesome about it is they usually put out a bunch of them a month tied into something big. Uh, when Rogue One Star Wars story came out, they did a whole bunch of Star Wars comics. Uh, they actually did two runs of those because they also did it when Force Awakens came out. When the Logan movie came out recently, they did a bunch of uh, Wolverine-related comics. And this month, because of the relaunch uh, and the resurrection storyline from 
Marvel Comics kicking into the the brand new era of X-Men comics. Uh, They did a series of X-Men books and um, uh, X-Men Blue tying in, of course, to the same (laughs) release of the brand new X-Men Blue series. And it's uh, the the X-Men at their best. It's 90s X-Men. It's the X-Men that so many people love to read. It was the hottest selling book in the 90s. Uh, it was, it's fun to go back and revisit that era and the, the amazing artwork and storylines that took place and uh, for just doing it for a dollar. So if you you know aren't looking to collect uh, high-end collectible comics and you just want to go back and read a cheap, affordable X-Men adventure to see what all the fuss was about, these new True Believer books, and there's several of them on the market. I know X-Factor came out this week, and I believe X-Force and probably X-Men Gold, they was sold out when I was there, but a great opportunity to, to look back on some cool history in a cheap way. I almost always grab these books when they're on the shelf because they're great giveaways and gifts, and they're only a dollar. You can't can't beat that. So, you know, uh, True Believers, X-Men Blue number one, reprinting of X-Men Blue number one from the 90s that ties into our next book. Um which happens to be X-Men Blue. Now, this one actually came out last week while I was away, but it was a the relaunch of uh, the X-Men universe continues. A couple weeks ago, we talked about X-Men Gold, and uh, this week was X-Men Blue, uh, which features its own super cast of characters in itself. Uh, the thing that drew me to X-Men Blue was I was a fan of the original X-Men. I loved the original characters. I followed them all through their exploits, through... You know, when I started reading comics, and uh, they haven't had such a great time of things recently, but not that long ago, they brought the five original X-Men back uh, as their original selves through a time travel shenanigans. And it's interesting to see how they're coping and adjusting and even changing uh, who they are uh, based on coming in and finding out what's happened to their future selves, because the original X-Men... Uh, specifically characters like Cyclops and Jean Grey and Beast um, (laughs) have quite an interesting uh, current event situation going on in Marvel, and their younger versions are a little taken back by all that's happened with them and are trying to make sure that doesn't come to light, especially in Cyclops' case when you find out that you go from one of the most beloved heroes to practically a villain and a terrorist. You... uh, definitely uh, have some baggage that you need to to work through and see what exactly uh you know they can do to change their fate so to speak so X-Men Blue uh what's interesting about it is this time around the X-Men uh are mentored by Magneto, the original X-Men series way back when in the beginning of time. Um, Dealt with the five original X-Men members uh, working with Professor Xavier, but since Professor Xavier is currently not around uh, in the Marvel Universe, Magneto has taken up that cause. So it'll be interesting to see Magneto always brings a different agenda to things, and I think... uh, the twists and turns on this one are going to keep coming. So, uh, you know, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Angel, and Beast working with uh, Magneto 
a younger version working with an older version of Magneto who still very much believe Magneto to be the villain that they were in his their timeline. So there's not a whole lot of trust there, but again, their, their whole world has been shaken and things are upside down and, and twisted. So if you want to read X-Men Blue, uh, Marvel Comics actually came out last week, but it's still on newsstands. Most stores ordered pretty heavy on it. Uh, they also did a bunch of variant covers. Uh, part of the Resurrection event for both the X-Men and uh, the Inhumans, also doing a big uh, part of Resurrection. I'm much more interested in find the X-Men stuff, and most people I know are much more interested in the X-Men version of things. But we will be covering some of the Inhumans stuff since the Inhumans are playing such a big part in the Marvel Universe and with their series coming, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But this week, X-Men Blue, number one both classic and current, are in the six-shooter. So check them out at your local comic book store. Final book on the six-shooter this week is a graphic novel. Um, it's a graphic novel. I imagine it's... Uh, not sure how it's uh, published out because there is no regularly monthly book on this. There is, it seems, a digital monthly comic that they haven't been reproducing as single issues as much as trades. But we're talking about the superhero girls, hits and myths from DC Comic. Um, superhero girls is a really popular and popular initiative. DC Comics kicked off when they realized that they have so many young girls who are interested in their superheroes. Uh, they did a teenage line similar to uh, things like. Um, Ever After High and Monster High, where it's teenage versions of the DC superheroes uh, as they go to Superhero High. This is the most recent graphic novel. The graphic novels for these books seem to be hitting uh, your your bookstores and uh, Target stores. I've seen them in and, and things like that, but much more frequently than they're hitting your comic book stores. And I guess that's on purpose because they're trying to reach out to a market outside of comics. Um, which is cool, but it's nice to see that these things also come out in comic stores. So, um, Superhero Girls, it's interesting if you're not that familiar with it, the take on it. Uh, the DC superheroes are in a high school. Uh, Amanda Waller is the principal, and then you have some interesting things, like you have some teachers, like Gorilla Grodd is a teacher, so they have supervillains as teachers. Um, some of the characters are, are portrayed portrayed uh, similar to how they are in the comics, but very differently. You see things like Harley Quinn is included in the main group of heroes. Harley's very, very popular. They have a um, kid version of Harley who is the clown goofball, uh, the class clown, as she would be in, in the thing. They don't get into a lot of the overly violent stuff with her, obviously, um, that attracts Harley Quinn to a larger audience. Uh, Supergirl, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Batgirl uh, are the main characters, but they also include uh, DC characters like Poison Ivy, Katana, Bumblebee, uh, Starfire. Uh, a lot of them are represented in the main series itself. They also include some of the, the male heroes like Barry Allen and Hal Jordan as teenagers. And it's it's really odd if you're used to DC Comics how they're portrayed because some of the characters – are teenagers, but some of their contemporaries are adults and teachers. And uh, so it can be a little, huh, when you first start picking it up, but uh, you understand that it's meant for a very different audience. 
Uh, it's meant for young girls, essentially. I guess young boys can get into it too, but obviously the publishing push with, with the dolls and the dress-up aspect of the, the thing is for young girl geared. Um, daughters would be interested in one of the graphic novels. And as I was flipping through it, I saw some crazy things going on. Um, it's also interesting that they included characters like Lobo and Darkseid and <laughs> things like that in the book. Um, Trigon takes part in the book. I imagine they're going to play into the daddy issues with Raven. I saw pictures of him. This one kind of takes a look at a take on the the Odyssey story um, and the superhero girl's version of it. Um, like I said, they have people like Trigon and, and Lobo running through it. So if you're a hardcore DC fan and you flip through this book, you, you, your eyes may bug out at some of the craziness that you see going on. But uh, understand that the people reading this book don't know a whole lot probably about DC continuity, and it's just a fun uh, Elseworld type thing that is uh, trying to get uh, young readers, especially young girls, into comics, and I think it's a cool thing. And uh, the Superhero Girls Hits and Myths graphic novel is $9.99, and I believe $9.99 is the cover on all of the Superhero Girl graphic novels, so they've made them really affordable for $10. Bucks. You get a, it's not like a regular comic. You get a full uh, adventure out of it which I think is another thing that will appeal to uh, readers outside of comics is that you can pick up one book and read it and be done with it as opposed to chasing after one month after month after month. Um, I have heard that there's a digital DC Superhero Girls book. I have really not investigated DC's digital uh, stuff um, outside of what I had done previously because I haven't been recently checking it out, so I can't be sure if it's that's ongoing or they do that. Uh, as specials, but we'll more into that down the line. But Superhero Girls, Hits and Myths, True Believers, X-Men Blue, X-Men Blue, Disney Princesses, Batman number 21, and The Secret Empire Zero are just six books I think you may want to check out. Uh, some of those might pique your interest. Some of them won't, but there are still a lot of other cool books that came out this week to check out. It's always tough picking out this list. I try to include different things, even though some of the things I read I find, hey, this is awesome, I need to talk about it. Uh, but I try to occasionally mix it up and grab other things in there for you to read. So check out The Six Shooter uh, and all of the books in it. I'll be publishing The Six Shooter on the blog. We, I know I keep promising to get that back up and running. Uh, I just need to dedicate ample time to doing it this week, so I really should do that. And that's The Six Shooter for this week. So it looks like our friend Brad uh, isn't going to make it this week. I'm imagining, since he is actually running a comic book show later today, that he just got caught up in things and didn't have a chance to call. So I'm going to tell you all about it anyway because I'm a swell guy. Uh, this afternoon, today, Sunday, April 23rd, if you're listening, in Flemington, New Jersey, at the Flemington Elks Lodge, 165 Route 31 North in Flemington, New Jersey, this is the Flemington Comic Book Show. Uh, big comic book show there. They're going to have vendors, door prizes, a show cash, and a cosplay contest. Uh, admission is only $3. Kids 12 and under get in absolutely free. Uh, Brad set up a Facebook page uh, for the event. You can check out all the – he's been posting pictures of the vendors uh, that are coming to take part in the event. Uh, you can also go to www.centraljersey.com. 
comicbookshows.com for more information on the event. Uh, I'll be posting the show poster to the Mavericks Comic Roundup page as well. He's got a really cool poster going on there. So make sure you get out and check out the event. He was going to call in and tell us what he had specifically what he had planned, but like I said, he obviously had a lot going on today and then didn't quite make it at all. So check out the show once again at the Flemington Elks Lodge, 165 Route 31 North in Flemington, New Jersey. Uh, cheap, cheap uh, show. Admission's just $3. Kids 12 and under get in absolutely free. Go check out some comic books, some vendors. There's going to be some cosplay going on and a whole lot more. So he does these shows periodically. Uh, they're a lot of fun. A really cool, small-scale comic. If you want to tiptoe your foot into the world of comic book shows, this is a great one to get started uh, in that it's not overwhelming, but it's still got a lot of great stuff going on, and it's a lot of fun. So head on over and check that out. Uh, Thanks to Brad for sending out all the information. Hopefully everything's all right and you just got busy uh, running the show. So without further ado... Let's get into our final round of secret message only for you members of Mavericks Posse. Remember, kids, only members of Mavericks Posse can decode this week's secret message. Here is the message. I-R-W-V, or I'm sorry, I-R-W-U-O-R-P-V-G-S. B D R M W Y F O O H V B V. That is this week's secret code. It's actually this month's secret code. I don't know why I keep saying we do it monthly. This month's code you can also find on Maverick'sRoundup.com. Look for the secret code tab and check that out. And send your decoded message to mav at mavericksroundup.com, or you can actually send it to me directly on Facebook because I've been having a few issues with that email address. So you can send it right to me on Mavericks Comic Roundup's Facebook page for your chance to win this month's prize. Send your pictures to Mavericks Comic Roundup. Send your original artwork, comic strips, and comic doodles to Mavericks Comic Roundup, and I'll feature them on the Facebook page and on the slideshow of our episodes. I've gotten a couple cool things. I got a couple more I have to upload for the next set of uh, cool pictures that I love getting those. You can take a JPEG, send it to me, and uh, I will post those awesome comic book things in the page show page uh, as you're watching, listening to me ramble on. You get to see those cool pictures done by some awesome kids. For information on this show, my upcoming appearances, blog, and more, check out mavericksroundup.com. And you can also follow me on social media on Instagram at Mavericks Roundup or on Facebook at Mavericks Comic Roundup. Use that as well if you want to send me information and pictures. You can read my weekly comic book reviews for the Totally Driven Entertainment Network at totallydriventv.com. For my com- for more of my comic book reviews, go to the Comic Universe Facebook page at Comic Universe. And you can also follow my kids and family Star Wars podcast, Galactic Clubhouse, that I host with my daughters coming soon to the Totally Driven Network. Check it out at Galactic Clubhouse on Facebook and Instagram. And like I said, next week we're going to have a very special Galactic Clubhouse episode of 
Mavericks Comic Roundup, where we will be talking lots of Star Wars celebration news. I didn't get into a lot of what went on. I did some of the comic stuff. There's a lot more to talk about. Uh, The girls will be calling in, and we're going to be talking Star Wars for the whole hour. So check out Mavericks Comic Roundup as we celebrate our 25th episode with a very special Galactic Clubhouse, which will actually be a preview to the upcoming Galactic Clubhouse show this summer on the Totally Driven Network. So I do thank you for tuning in. Uh, Thank you for bearing with me over all the crazy breaks and the uh, bit of (laughs) an allergy thing I got going on this morning. Uh, So until we meet again, happy trails. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.